Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I'm so glad to have you here. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about something that I'm doing later this month, you know, in January. So I'm hosting a meetup for the podcast, the Forward Thinking Founders Meetup. I'm inviting every guest I've ever had on. I'm inviting any angel investor who's an angel investor in the podcast. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're having it at a great location in San Francisco in late January, and I would love for you to come. Right now, there's two ways for you to come, really. Um, you can buy a ticket on Eventbrite for 50 bucks, um, or you can do what I want you to do in the first place and become an angel investor in the podcast. If you become an angel investor in the podcast, you get to come to this meetup uh, you know, complimentary to what you pay, which is $10 a month or $100 a year, on top of all the other benefits you get for being a, uh, an angel investor. Uh, if you go on my Twitter, which is Matt underscore Sherman, you'll see that I am playing some like interesting games. If you want to come for free, you have to find someone with a promo code. So if you're interested in doing something like that, head over to Twitter at Matt with one T underscore Sherman. But if you just want to go, you don't want to play games, you just want to meet amazing guests that I've had on the podcast, just become an angel investor. You can do this at glow.fm slash F20R. What you get is obviously access into the meetup, you get premium content, you get an online community, and you get my highest graces and my thank yous because I really appreciate the supporters. So, you know, that's all I have right now. We're going to get into the podcast, but if you want to come to the meetup, then become an angel investor or pay 50 bucks. Up to you. With that, let's get into today's episode. Run it! Alright, how is it going everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Jilla Cooper, who is the creator, the founder of Lux Balance Lighting. Welcome to the show. How is it going? Yes, great. Thank you for having me, Matt. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm very excited to to talk to you just because I don't think we've ever had a company like this on the podcast. It's very unique. So with that, let's just kind of like dive into what you're working on. What is Lux Balance Lighting? Yes, Lux Balance Lighting makes life-centric lighting and we do that, for example, uh, for plants uh, where we grow young banana plants to grow them faster and better and healthier. Uh, and basically what we do is we use light to impact their uh, growth. Uh, in particular, the leaf development or root development, etc. So this lighting goes way beyond vision. Uh, it really goes into impacting the biology. Uh, and so uh, that's, that's what we believe is the third kind of wave in, in lighting revolution. Uh, and, and we are working on that. That's awesome. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of take a stab, go in a little more detail. So you're saying if I uh, have a plant, which I do, I have plenty. Yeah. My girlfriend loves plants. Um, and we used one of your lights to light the plants, it would, it would last longer. It would be healthier. Um, and it would just like be, be better off with under one of your lights. Yes, that's correct. I think the, the key problem that growers face is they need to double the food production, or at least that's the prediction for many people, uh, by 2015, uh, 2050, sorry, uh, because the rising population, climate change, etc. And so the, the key question is really how you can boost the food production. 
and the output and at the same time do it in a more sustainable way. So large growers, um, whether they grow banana or pineapple or all kinds of, of, of fruit and food, um, they are looking at ways how to increase and maximize the production. And one part that they do is um, in the beginning, which is called the tissue culture, uh, the tissue culture process, uh, where they basically um, clone a mother plant and then rep uh, replicate it. And uh, they found that by using our lights, they can increase about 30%. Uh, in terms of um, the growth and also have a better quality plant. And so therefore, um, their production becomes more effective. So if you don't mind me asking, what is your, what's your skill set and what's your team's skill set? I feel like you need to be somewhat well-versed in different technologies to know how to build this. So do you mind sharing uh, you know, what, what you know how to do and what your team knows how to do to, to create this product? Yes. Um, First of all, um, we have a, a background in lighting. Um, I myself, I used to be an innovation manager in Philips Research. I always worked on human-centric lighting innovation uh, in, in Philips Research to impact basically um, the health and well-being of people uh, by using light. And so that's where I found that light has this different kind of benefit uh, to help uh, people. And then my uh, co-founder, Ben Lee Chung, he founded his previous lighting company um, for entertainment and Philips acquired his company, and so this is basically his second company. So we have some credibility in the industry, uh, but you are right, we work with a lot of scientists uh, and also engineers and developers. Um, now we are a startup, so we just started in January 2019. So we have just three people in Hong Kong, uh, we have two engineers as well. Uh, and so we have a relatively small team, but we are able to pull in a lot of resources based on uh, what the client needs or what the project needs. So let's talk about some of the other, I guess you could say, use cases for the light. So I'm on your website, and I'm just going to read through some of the things that I'm looking at. Uh, so you got plant-centric lighting, then bringing nature outside, designed for flexibility, grow with nature, well-being for animal life, feeling rested. You know, let's actually tackle that last one. Lighting for sleep and wake cycles to balance your circadian rhythm. Do you, how does your, do your lights help people sleep better? If so, how does that work? Yes, um, it's the same technology, but a different light. And basically, um, light regulates the sleep-wake cycle. Uh, basically, light enters your eye, then signals to the brain and to the body. And so what we did is we made light that is good for vision. Uh, and has architectural use, but at the same time, it can influence your um, circadian rhythm. For example, in the morning, it can suppress your melatonin uh, and increase your cortisol, and cortisol is related to alertness and um, uh, productivity. And so um, we basically mimic the sun uh, and in all of its dynamics, and algorithms are really important in managing this circadian lighting. Uh, and so this is a proposition for, for example, in the workplace, like in office, and also for the hotel guest room to improve the, the sleep and the wake up experience. So you wake up feeling good. So you mentioned that you and your, especially your co-founder come from lighting and kind of like, at what point did you decide that like, you were interested in lights and building lights? I guess what's the why behind this company? Why, why are you working on this specific product? Yes, that's a great question. I think for us, we are really interested in how innovation can serve people. Uh, or uh, living things, in this case, uh, people and plants, um, and how we can use technology to, to create new benefits. Uh, we know that light influences your mood. We know that light is basically equivalent to 
life. Um, it, it's one of the, in many creation stories, life is one of the first things that's created. Um, but I think now, because the, the possibilities with computing power, with internet connection, etc., and uh, recent findings in science, for example, the circadian rhythm, uh, this was just um, the Nobel Prize for Medicine was awarded in 2017 for scientists that, that studied that. And the principle behind it was around the year 2000, um, uh, was discovered around the year 2000. So these kind of things, the dots are coming together uh, at this moment. Uh, and so we believe that's a great opportunity. Um, and we believe it will happen, whether we do it or other people will do it. Uh, as for why, I think for me, uh, I grew up in the Netherlands. Um, the Netherlands um, has dark winters too. And so um, we basically grew up with understanding light is really important. And it's funny, my first student job was actually in a shop selling lights. <laughs> but I never knew at that time I would be innovating with light. Yeah, that, that, makes, that makes tons of sense. Do you have any thoughts on, have you ever heard the word or the phrase light therapy? where you are exposed to certain lights and it, 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 you know, it does something to your, the chemicals in your brain to give you more, you know, what, whatever it is. What do you know about light therapy and do your lights get into that at all? Can someone go through light therapy with one of your lights? Uh, I heard about this um, light therapy and uh, in, in the previous company that I worked with, we also had some products related to this. Um, for us, we are not delivering light therapy devices at this moment. Um, I think this is um, related to your, um, not like a medical condition, uh, because if you go into light therapy devices, it looks like they claim medical benefits or close to medical benefits. Um, we are not doing that. Uh, for example, for circadian lighting, it's very difficult to claim any of these uh, medical benefits. For example, if you have somebody that's snoring a lot, um, maybe they are obese or they have like a, a breathing condition, something like this. These are medical conditions that you can't treat with light alone. Uh, and so, um, yeah, we would not offer these kind of devices, but surely, uh, for example, to fight jet lag, uh, light therapy devices can help a lot. To fight winter depression, uh, light therapy devices can help too. So I think that's a, that's a great signal in the market. Yeah, absolutely. So you said you started this about a year ago, right? J January yes. of 2019. Yes. Yes. What, what, what has it been like the last year? Um, what have been some of the things that you learned, some surprises that have come up? Um, yeah, what's happened since you started? Yeah, so we started with the, the proposition light for hotels and basically to help uh, guests to relax uh, and then wake up refreshed um, by using light. Uh, and that led us actually to the, the lights for plants. But um, at first, we believed that hotels would be a bigger uh, part of our kind of uh, customer base. Um, and we are selling to hotels. Uh, but our customer from Singapore, he said to us, uh, he had these other projects with uh, small plants, young plants. Uh, and we see that the pool from the market is much bigger there. Uh, and one of the reasons is that if we use light to influ influence biology, you have to run an experiment. Uh, and running an experiment with a lot of plants is much easier than with people uh, and people have different experiences. So I think that's one key takeaway. Um, and also it means that um, doing the experiment is really important. And so also visiting the site, next week I'll go to the Philippines again to visit some of the labs um, is really important. So I think in the end it comes down to talking to users and making the product. 
uh, I think that was yeah the, the the two key things that we were doing last year, and we will continue to do. For sure, for sure. How do you know how? How do you even know what to do? I think that there's some people that they decide they want to start a company, and they they start a company, they either like fail, or that's how they learn, or they or they learn they learn from other people, etc. Where do you learn how to be a founder and how to start a company? You know, where do you get your inspiration from? Um, I think actually for a founder, I don't have experience. Uh, this is also for me the first time. Um, but I was always inspired by other um, business owners, I would say. Um, when I did my internships and also later on, um, when I started working in Asia, uh, when I met them, I, f- I felt inspired. But at that time, I, did, I was not ready for it. Uh, I think it was only after I became stronger on the innovation side and saw the potential of light and uh, working in a multinational for many years uh, that I thought I should try something else. Um, and um, I think this is something that yeah, can only happen in smaller companies um, because, for example, the, the changes are so fast. And if you are a smaller company, you can adapt to that much faster. I think last year we followed the, the startup school from Y Combinator. Um, I think that is a great community and the feedback from other founders and meeting them. Uh, the inspiration is really fantastic. Um, we also went for an interview actually. Um, and the feedback is really awesome. Um, and it helps us to change the mindset. And I think... Um, going to San Francisco and meeting lots of people in that area is really uh, helpful because that's a unique ecosystem that you have over there. Uh, so that helps us, I think, to to think about the business and yeah, in a in a different way. Oh, I'm with you on that. I earlier this year, well, I mean, technically earlier last year, um, about about a year ago, I uh, me and my co-founder went up to San Francisco for three months for a previous company and uh, at least previous for me. And we experienced the tech scene in it, in its full form. And I met people I never should even be in the same room as, and it's just something (laughs) about that. I don't even know how big that plot of land is of San Francisco, but something about that, like 20 square miles, you know, seven square, whatever it is. It's so magical. (laughs) It's amazing. It's like, so how have you, so you're you're not based there. So I'm kind of curious. How many times have you gone to San Francisco, and what was it like? Was it a shock to you? Like I'm curious to hear about your experience with San Francisco. Yeah. So um, we went there last December, and and that was really great. And um, we have actually one business partner in Los Angeles. Uh, and so I think this year we will go to the states more often, and I would love to do some projects there as well. Uh, so now we are trying to find some uh, tissue culture labs that we can help. Um, and we are talking with some, and I hope that um, that we can do that, and that will give, uh, um, yeah, that will be a reason as well to spend more time in San Francisco. I think it's really great. It was my second time there, um, but I think just the openness of of people and the openness of ideas, uh, and everybody wants to know what you're building. Um, yeah, that that's really great, and and it's really um, a global uh, talent pool, I would say. Um, it attracts talents from all over the world, and that's really unique. So it's a it's a great place. Yeah. What's also crazy about San Francisco is that you, you you come to someone in San Francisco, you tell them a crazy as hell idea, and they're gonna say, "Oh my gosh, how can I help? How are you gonna do it? Do you need? I, I know this person. I know that person." 
you tell someone a crazy idea in like anywhere else other than San Francisco, yeah. specifically in my situation, Phoenix, Arizona, they're like, oh, well, that's stupid. <laughs> it's something about that city, man. Oh my gosh. It's just so yes. magical. Yes, uh, and I remember one time I ordered a coffee together with my co-founder and uh, then I sat down and somebody started talking to me and it, it didn't stop until we left. Uh, and we had a great conversation about new ideas and what we were building and uh, what the other person was doing. I think that that is really unique. The, the people make the place unique. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. It actually like, pro- like makes me want to tell just a very quick story. So I was doing a, a podcast in person at the Lambda School head- headquarters with Austin Allred. And he told me that you need to, you know, we can do this, but you got to stop at 11 on the, dar- on the dot sharp. I'm like, no problem. I got it. And it's like, I don't know, 1059 or something. And he kind of is edging me and I didn't really realize it. Until this man walks in, sits on the couch. I look up. It's Mark Andreessen. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Of course he wants me to leave. He is a meeting with Mark Andreessen. So I packed up right. my stuff and left. But, like, that, that stuff is not going to happen. And even in New York, even in L.A., like, that's only in the, in the Bay Area. That's, it makes me want to not move there but spend, like, a week of every month there for, like, the rest of my life. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. I think that's a great idea. You should totally do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, anyways, going back to going back to you, I'm curious. Like, so you're you're a first time founder, as you just mentioned. Yes. Are there areas of starting this company that you feel more proficient in than others? And then, are there areas that you just feel like you don't understand at all? And if there are, like, how do you think about stuff you don't know how to do yet? Mm, yeah, um, I think that's really a great question. For me, I feel very confident if it is uh, relating to lighting itself, um, because I worked in that field for a long time, and using uh, findings from science and working with scientists in order to deliver a better outcome using light. So on that side, I feel very confident. Um, also on the hardware side, um, but I think for us, the challenge is, and, and that's what we are working on right now, we are pushing everything to the cloud. Uh, so all our lighting is uh, connected to the cloud and we want to be able to connect uh, our algorithms through the cloud. But that's something that's that's um, new for me as well. Uh, so on the cloud deployment and, and this whole architecture, that's a huge learning. Um, and I also have to yeah study other projects and do some courses to basically boost my knowledge because... Uh, you could say I'm stupid if it's related to the to the cloud or, or these kind of large-scale deployments. So that's one thing. Um, but of course, it's about also about finding people that can help you with that. And, and there are many people uh, that, that are willing to help you. Um, but sure, uh, also with the services approach, what we would like to do is we would like to sell this as a service or provide this as a service. Uh, but that also means we need the buy-in from our dealers and our customers. Um, and so it's working together uh, to find a way how to make this work for everybody. Um, yeah, so yeah, um, talking to users, talking to everybody, I think that's the, the key thing. But sure, sometimes it's not, not easy. Uh, and I also don't know, but we just have to try. Uh, because when we try, then we find out, oh, it works or it doesn't work. And do you, right now, if you're open to sharing, where do you think about the company in regards to fundraising? Is it not on your radar? You're, you're doing fine. You don't need money. Are you actively fundraising? Is it something you're planning to do? Uh, you know, what's, uh, how do you think about investor relationships? 
Yeah, um, that's a great question too. I think for us last year, uh, we had about 780K US dollar sales uh, and we are profitable. We have positive gross margin. Uh, and so uh, we're selling um, architecture lights as well for hotels, um, as you also mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, and so this is basically funding our own innovation efforts as well. Um, and that also meant that we didn't have to take on any external money. Uh, I think the great benefit of that is that we can basically grow in our own pace. Um, as, as for the future, I hope we can continue that path. Uh, but sure, um, our door is always open to talk. But at this moment, we we, uh, we prefer to be dependent on our own alone, basically. Got it. That is That makes you pretty much a certified badass. Do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> you oh, know you me. are because what that you so I don't. Are you a big podcast listener? Like, do you listen to podcasts? Uh, I I listen to some podcasts. I think one of the podcasts that you also in your description. Yes, got it. So the so this is person who you might have heard of, you might not have, but his name is Jason Calacanis, and he is kind of trying to coin this this new movement called the Pegasus movement, where you got unicorns. And unicorns are billion-dollar companies that are VC-funded, etc. He's coining this term where it's like, no, if you're a Pegasus, you fuel your own growth with profits, and you fly over the other unicorns because you're a <laughs> Pegasus, and that's what you are. You are a Pegasus with your profitability and your gross margins. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way of saying it, yes. I think it also also came out of need because, uh, as you know, in Silicon Valley, you have this maybe culture or, or ecosystem where uh, it's maybe commonly accepted to uh, start a startup and then um, also work with investors in order to grow uh, your company. Uh, but for me, I'm from the Netherlands. Uh, it's a different culture. Uh, and we founded a company in Hong Kong, which has a huge amount of investors, but maybe not necessarily for startups. Uh, so we were not considering that in the first place, and we just looked at what we can do. Um, so yeah, that, that's um, that's basically how it came about. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think? I mean, right now, because you're profitable and because you're in control of your own destiny, as they say, do you even spend any of your mental capacity thinking about investors, or is it all about the product and your customers and your users and whatnot? Uh, so actually, I do want to think about investors because um, same as YC, uh, I believe they have great insights and great feedback. Uh, and so I want to listen to what they say and what they are looking for in, in, a, in a great startup or what they believe is a, is a great team and, and, and how it should evolve. Uh, and yeah, I, I will be open for it um, just for the purpose of learning and growth. And who knows, maybe in future we do have an opportunity for them. Got it. Well, cool. So what are you kind of going away from your company? Um, I'm kind of wondering when you're not thinking about it and, you, and you're just thinking about other stuff, what do you think about? Like what goes through your head? What problems in the world interest you? What technologies intrigue you? Uh, you know, what do you think about when you're not working on your company? Um, yes, that, that, that's, a, that's a huge question, actually. I think that there will be a, a huge interest in more health-related technologies. Uh, and I also believe that there's a huge amount of potential. Um, I think especially as it relates to brain health, 
there are so many uh, brain health related problems or mental health related problems. I think that's a huge area where technology can actually play a larger role in the future. Uh, and of course, you have the other technologies as it relates to space or all those kind of things, but I'm not a space explorer. But of course, I look in admiration at people that do that. Um, uh, I love running, uh, and that always gives me um, peace of mind. Um, traveling, traveling a lot. Uh, yeah, so. Where's, your, where's the best place that you've traveled? Where have you enjoyed traveling? Uh, I actually love traveling to places where I can dive uh, and also other cities, basically. Um, I, 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 I must say San Francisco was a real big highlight, so I would love to come back there. Uh, it's not only a great place, I, I saw the nature there as well, uh, but also a great place of, uh, for the people. Yeah, so that, that's both um, stimulation in, uh, in nature and uh, conversation. Did you see, so on the other side of San Francisco, on the other side of Golden Gate Bridge, there's this place where you can like drive on top of, it's not a mountain, but it's like an overlook and you can oversee all of San Francisco. Um, it's where, when I was in San Francisco, my girlfriend visited and we went up there and you just see all of it. Have you, did you check out that view? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I think that I did that not this time, but the time before, but I went uh, on a hike this time and I, I, and you can see the Golden Gate Bridge from a distance and uh, you have the hill behind you. Uh, and yeah. at that moment, you don't feel like you're in the city. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, you're not. Uh, I mean, the, the one that I'm talking about, like, you're taller than, Sal than Salesforce Tower, but, you know, a mile or two south or something on a mountain. Um, it just, it's just such an incredible view. Right. right. Yeah. Well, a couple more questions for you before we before we wrap it up. Um, what do you think is the future for your company? If you had to dream up a vision, uh, what would you say? Uh, what, what would you say you're headed towards? Um, I I think this whole industry will um, be more connected. So all lighting will be connected, and then I think algorithms will play a much larger role. Uh, for plants in this case in, in our case and also for people uh, to help them sleep better work better etc uh, and I believe that especially in, in, the, in the area of plants um, we will see a more linking with other technologies for example um, if we are using a camera to measure the growth of plants uh, we can basically run a continuous experiment uh, let's say we have one section of a lab that always runs this experiment and then basically working with the growers, we can actually increase the output by much more than 30%. I believe that can go up to 50%. Um, and so that will be a huge revolution in, in terms of um, how we grow food. Um, and I think it's already ongoing. I think as uh, for other lighting companies and this whole industry as trend, uh, hardware will become basically free uh, or it basically becomes not profitable. Um, of course, there's this famous book about software eating the world, uh, and I think that's happening in lighting as well. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that I think is a key trend. So the companies that will survive are the ones that build the platform, uh, and including in lighting. Um, and so I hope our company will be that platform. Um, but ask me later to, to see if that's the case. <laughs> I can see it already. I got my future binoculars. I'm looking 10 years down the line and it's, it's <laughs> you're the lighting champions of the world. Just you, you light, you literally right. light the world and, and you will have, you will have 
trademarked. This is going to sound so weird, but you're going to have trademarked the, the term it's lit. Literally, that's your. <laughs> right, that's a great idea. Yeah. You, I feel like, yeah. I wonder, anyone that actually does that, if you ever have enough money after, you know, you, you, you dominate the, the market, you know, you should think about doing that. I, th- I think that'd be funny. Anyways, yeah. I got one more question for you before we wrap it up. I appreciate you coming on and chatting about what you are working on. And uh, um, I just think it's interesting. And maybe, uh, maybe I'll like check out the, the website and even like get one for plants here at the apartment because we do have some plants. So, um, but my last question is, you know, you're, you just started this company a year ago. You're at the beginning stages. You probably use some help. Everyone can use some help. Even Brian Chesky can use some help at Airbnb. And you got people listening that already know this question is coming. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help you? Do you have an ask that you have for the listeners that maybe at least one person can assist you with? Yes. Um, I think if anybody is listening and and thinks they have some feedback about uh, our product or how we do our business, please let us know. I think also if uh, some people are working um, with tissue culture uh, or growing food or fruit, Uh, and interested in doing a pilot, let us know as well. Or if you are a scientist and you're listening right now uh, and you want to know um, more about technology or how you can do your experiments or if there's anything that you can do with it, then let us know as well. I'm I'm really happy to to collaborate and, yeah, uh, see what, what, uh, what we can do together. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for coming on. I... I love your passion for what you're working on and uh, looking forward to seeing what comes, you know, in the future. And just thanks for coming on and sharing some of your insight with us. Yes. Thank you so much for the podcast. I I, I will sign up and listen to more of your podcast soon. Awesome. I appreciate that. Hope you have a good morning. Yes. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And if you did enjoy it, and you have enjoyed previous episodes and you by chance would want to meet a good amount of the guests I've had on the podcast, then you should come to the Forward Thinking Founders Meetup. If you listen to the beginning of this episode, you know how to attend, how to get information. But if you forgot, all you have to do is become an angel investor in the podcast for $10 a month or for $100 a year. You get access to all our in-person events and online communities and premium content. It's a hell of a deal. And let me be honest, it really supports me as a creator. So if you're interested in meeting some of the guests and me, your host, at this meetup in San Francisco late January, go to glow.fm slash F20R. And let's make it happen. Hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you tomorrow. Peace.